0: Hi everybody, I'm Dr Gavin Scriven, people call me Dr Gav, and with me is the founder of the non-surgical penis augmentation procedure uh, we call Calibre, Dr S Knights.
1: Thanks Dr Gav, and together we are the Dick Doctors, and we are going to be talking about all things penis. Uh, our area of expertise is um, injectable penis augmentation. There's uh, a lot to talk about um, penises, and uh, together myself and uh, Dr Gavin will be doing that. Hi guys, it's uh, Dr. Jason and I'm here with Dr. Gav. We are the Dick Doctors who uh, perform Calibre. Uh, remember, confidence changes everything. How are you, Dr. Gav? I'm really
0: well, thanks, Dr. Jace. Um Thanks for having me here today. Great to be speaking again, as always. Yep. Uh,
1: I So I understand you wanted to um, be explaining to people the difference between um, a HA filler, a gel filler, and uh, a
0: collagen-stimulating filler. Yeah, that's right. Um, it, it's a, a really common question we get uh, almost in every consult, really, because there are different options out there, uh, not only in Australia, but all around the world. Um, so I think it's a really good one. Uh, and, you know, the common questions are what, what's the difference um, in, in the, the results, the outcomes? Um, what's the difference in risk profile? Are there any benefits of one versus the other? Um, so yeah. those kind of questions. So yeah, that, that, that's, I think a really great yeah. place to start today.
1: Well, I, I guess, like I was explaining to you nearly five years ago, um, what I started off with in developing the caliber procedure, um, was using the, um, the HA gel fillers, um, the same fillers that you and I have been injecting into, um, faces, lips, cheeks, uh, that, you know, mostly women, I guess, for really the last 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, Uh, People sometimes have heard of like injecting collagen, collagen fillers. um, And, you know, we had those 20 years ago, but those didn't last very long. And so that sort of fell out. And Mm. then the the HA gel filler um, uh, came in. And um, because we had, well, at that stage, sort of 15 years of experience with it uh, and a good safety profile, that's why I wanted to use that um, to start with. And then, of course, the other, the big thing is that it's dissolvable, there's a medication a hyalase and, uh, and you can dissolve it away. Mm. So that was really obviously where we started and that's what I trained you with all those years ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah definitely. And um, you know, it's still the most uh, commonly used uh, product, uh, both for the face uh, and you know, for our procedure caliber. Um, uh, and there's, there's a reason behind that, as you just mentioned, um, it's the safety profile, it's, it's fantastic it's fully reversible guys feel much more comfortable knowing that even though when we're, we're not reversing procedures really um but just nobody that. wants it reversed, that's for sure, <laughs> no, exactly but it's the peace of mind if you're doing something like this kind of procedure um you know it's that area um that you could potentially if you want to um you know reverse it and i think that's um a nice thing to know when you yeah. when you're doing this kind of procedure and i think when we
1: did one of our earliest videos we also talked about that tunability of it where mm. if you get a slight fullness in a certain spot, you can use the tiniest amount of this Hyalase medication just to yep. smooth that down um, without making any you know, difference to the overall size and just yep. to get that evenness and symmetry. And, and you know everybody wants it to be you know, nice and, and, and symmetrical, but full mm. and fat.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something not everyone understands. Mm-hmm. They think it's either it's in there or when you reverse it, it's fully gone. Um, And I think it's important to that, to distinguish um, uh, is that we can actually make fine adjustments um, using that enzyme, you know, Hylase, um, Mm -hmm. to to just really fine tune the symmetry and and I've had a couple of patients in the past actually um, get to know how hyalase works really well. And um, there are some guys who don't mind a little bit of asymmetry here and there, they don't see it. it makes much of a difference. And when it's erect, it looks the same anyway. Um, but there are some guys who really uh, care a lot about the perfect symmetry. And uh, I've had a couple of guys like that who have who have taken advantage of the fact that hyaluronic acid can be, um, you know, in small amounts dissolved and um, have really fine-tuned that symmetry and gotten the perfect symmetry. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so it's absolutely right that if, if the appearance of it, if there's so... Uh, pedantic about the tiniest little thing, the HA fillers are, are the way to go because you can, you've got that ease of, of, of adjustability
0: yeah. over
1: using a collagen stimulatory filler. So not a, not injecting collagen, which was what we did in the lips was harvested out of um, cows uh, 20 years ago. So it's a um, it's this microscopic particle um, of What's called polycaprolactone. I'm not sure if that's really very helpful, um,
0: but PCL. It, Let's call it PCL.
1: PCL, yeah, uh, and it goes in a uh, in a gel carrier to get it into the um, into the, the tissue, um, and that PCL breaks down over time. And uh, there are different versions of it, but they last for, for years and years. But it, it's not the PCL that is really giving the uh, the augmentation. It's the body's response to that and their production of collagen. And, um, and then that lasts a long time.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah, and maybe a little bit longer than what we expect um, in different areas of the body. Um, because we know in, in Australia, that the product we're using, the collagen-stimulating dermal filler, is meant to only last two to three to four years, depending on the type that we use. Um, mm. But actually, in reality, in the penis, it may be lasting a lot longer.
1: Yeah. Well, it's an interesting thing because the kind of collagen that is stimulated has this half-life, meaning that half of it will break down over a period of what is apparently 15 years. So what we make, half of it will still be there in 15 years. And you've got another 15 years and then half of it will be gone. So they're down to a quarter, mm. which is a, a, a long time. Mm. Uh, and until last week, I always said, I've never seen a patient who um, has lost their um, augmentation, penis augmentation from this collagen stimulatory filler. Mm. I had a guy call up last week um, uh, and he had the the um, two-year product Mm. uh, and it's been two years and he thinks that he's seeing a decrease in size. So we haven't actually seen him yet. That's the first time I've ever had a patient sort of come back and say, "Um, I, I need more volume.
0: So
1: that's, I don't
0: know if you've ever seen anybody who's um... not, I've I've seen uh, patients come along for a, a small top up because they want extra size. They're always <laughs> wanting different. extra yeah. size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not because of decreased volume, not, not with the mm-hmm. collagen stimulating dermal filler. Um, no. So I haven't actually seen yeah. that yet. But um, it's probably been about three years. Um, we're talking about since we first started sort of using that, that collagen stimulating dermal filler. So um, yeah, uh, but I guess so most guys will be listening to this and that's what they say to me is, well, you know, if it's lasting that long, um, why, why aren't we going for that option every time? What, what's, you know, why aren't we using that? And so, as I was sort of saying, if you've got somebody who is
1: extra intense about how their penis looks and that there's not the slightest irregularity, a little bump or anything anywhere, then those guys are better off with uh, um, the gel fillers um, if if that is going to drive them crazy they 're having this tiny little nodule best to keep away from the stimulatory fillers because it is relying on your body to make the collagen and create that that volume mm. and Although there are th- things that we can inject we can inject steroids uh, and we can modify the the collagen that 's being produced. Um, not to that same sort of uh, extent. So, you know, if longevity is the guy's main aim, mm. then the stimulatory filler is good. Um, it's more expensive, as you know, it's, it's a lot more expensive um, mm. to buy from the suppliers than the gel fillers, mm. and they're expensive enough. Um, but maybe on a, on, on a cost per longevity sort of scale, the, the stimulatory fillers um, have that slight edge. Mm. But it's it's sort of hard to know because yeah, I did the first one about four years ago, and you know uh there's a guy actually on um Fallow Boards, the um the forum. And we'll talk about Fallow Boards as a um uh something as a resource for guys to to go to, and maybe some of the guys are coming here because they heard about um uh, our, our show on Fallow Boards. Um but yeah, there's a a, a member a member <laughs> excuse um, the if you're on a podcast they won't be able to see the quotation marks um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah a, a member who um, who did it almost four years ago and every so often people are like e- and sending him messages and saying look how's it going has it changed and it's like getting to close to four years now and he says it's, it's not changed and, you know it's exactly the same as what it was mm. four years ago
0: mm, mm, mm.
1: so um, yeah that's one of the, the, the best feedbacks that, that I've had because, mm-hmm. as you know, you, you do the treatment, guy happy disappears and, you know, as long as he's happy, <laughs> you never see
0: him again. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then the, the downsides, I guess, um, for uh, the collagen stimulating uh, product uh, would be, the, in my eyes, is that it's not uh, fully reversible with a simple injection. The tunability, we can't, we can't tune it and, and um, shape the penis in case there are any irregularities. The only option is really either adding more or waiting a long period of time until it dissolves. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned briefly, but the uh, stimulation of collagen um, can be so great in some areas that it can cause hardening uh, of, you know, the, the tissue and it, what we call a nodule. Um, and I guess just to, for guys who are looking into this procedure, um, a nodule is like just a, a, it feels like a lump, a harder area, like a little lump. Um, yeah. uh, and sometimes that can feel unnatural. Uh, and guys worry about how that might feel to someone, you know, their partner um, or, or someone who they've newly met. Um, they don't want someone to know that they've had a procedure done. So that, that needs to be something that, that they consider. There are other guys who have had areas of hardening with overstimulation of collagen um, who say when it's erect, it doesn't matter at all. And it actually makes it even better. Um, yeah. so. and the,
1: When it's erect, Yeah. It's, it's hard. Um, there's, I guess that's another slight difference between the, the, the gel fillers and the stimulatory filler is that when you start getting into bigger volumes, um, and you know, I still tell everybody that I see that the most common volume I inject is 15, but maybe it's that like when I, in their first two sessions, we, we do 15, but you know maybe we, we go a little bit more than, than that. Um, that when guys start getting more and more so I, I did a guy today and um we'd done a skype consult previously um and i hadn't actually seen how he was endowed. you just sort of said you know i've got an average to small penis anyway he, he dropped his pants and showed, <laughs> and he had this great big long thick penis. i'm thinking why, why do you want anything augmented with that um but he he, he was you know, obviously keen to to, to go ahead um, but when guys are really starting to in- inject um, a lot of volume say twenty twenty five mils and they're using the gel filler when it's flaccid sometimes they'll feel that it's a little bit soft and gel like mm. and when it's erect the penis is still as hard as ever the skin is really tight because it's you know now having to stretch around this you know much increased um circumference and you know, mm. it could be five centimeters um sort of bigger um, maybe four four five centimeters when it's flaccid and, and four centimeters when it's erect you know it's it's a lot it's, the skin is tight but sometimes i can feel that that little bit of squish to the mm. shaft of, of, the, of the penis um uh with the with the ha filler i personally have never had a a, a patient who's concerned about it um mm-hmm. but certainly i've seen on the forums that guys get get it into their head that um ha um fillers are, uh gel fillers are going to be soft and squishy yeah but yeah you know, I've, I've, you know, have you ever had a patient who's
0: been concerned about real squishiness? honestly one uh, probably probably one patient who's come back and and mentioned that it was not the kind of feeling he liked, um, but I'm, um, you know, that's one out of who knows how many now I'd, uh, over a thousand. Um, well, so, another
1: way, was the, did he um want to go back to the way he was?
0: Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to go smaller again, do they? No. Uh, so he was willing to compromise, but um, yeah. So, I mean, and, and look, guys have mentioned offhand that yes, it may be on, when it's a to have that slight, maybe they can feel the filler a little bit, but it doesn't affect the, the sex doesn't affect the performance of their penis. Um, so it affects it in that they're much bigger
1: and their partners sort of notice and appreciate it. And yeah, we mentioned it before. I never expected that to be a a, a benefit. I thought it was a a locker room procedure and they come back and say, whoa, (laughs) the wife likes that. Um, yeah, so that was, um,
0: that's interesting. It it was, it was a good, good, great feedback. Um, so yeah, going back to the, uh, HA sort of the gel type filler versus the collagen stimulating type of fillers, there are pros and cons. Um, I guess, uh, I, yeah, as you said, I still basically use the gel filler as my main procedure, I would say 90% of the time, um, because of the safety profile, the, the reversibility, um, the, yeah, just because it works and, and it does yeah. last a long time and guys are not getting top-ups for a year, 18 months, two years, um, they're coming for smaller top-ups um and it, it lasts a good amount of time. Um so they're not needing something that lasts longer. And then um then that you do have some guys who really all they care about is longevity. Um and uh really want something to be and not not, not wanting to come back and see us really ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well Dr. Dan, who is the the other um dick doctor here,
1: um uh, and hopefully he'll be able to travel um, uh, again to to Melbourne. Uh, but you're uh, we were discussing that. Hopefully you'll be able to go to Melbourne with all the lockdowns that we've not been able to get back into Western Australia. Um, Dr. Dan loves a, 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 a Alonse, and so where I would probably do seventy five percent HA and twenty five percent Alonse, mm. I think he does. 75% Oh, sorry, I was not even to say the uh, brand name. Anyway. The collagen stimulating filler. We can edit
0: that out. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The rules we've got. Um, so he, yeah, he does 75% of the collagen um, stimulating filler and probably only 25% with, um, with the, the HHL fillers. Mm. Um, uh, he just really likes it. And um, uh, when he explains it and the, the, the longevity benefits, um, uh, yeah, he finds that the majority of his patients are happy and they go with that. So sure. it's sort of, um, uh, interesting and, you know, it, it, it may be that, you know, one day that, you know, we're all doing 75% of the, of the stimulatory filler. Mm-hmm. Um, but it because it does last so long, you know, we've been as that little bit more conservative in how we adopt it and don't want, want to rush in because you know really, this is still, um, an experimental procedure. Um, And, you know, we need to be very cautious with how we're, um, you know, spreading it to the patients and making sure that we're giving them the the safest sort of option um, all of the time.
0: Exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and, and just with them understanding those options, often they will choose the safer option anyway.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so there there are, now, of course, there are other stimulatory fillers um, around the world that we don't have um, here in Australia, like,
0: PMMA. Yep, yeah, a very popular one, I believe, in Mexico.
1: Yeah, well, Dr. C um, uh, at the clinic in, in Tijuana, in Mexico, uh, probably the, the world authority, or definitely the world authority in using PMMA as um, uh, as a penile augmentation uh, in injection therapy, and he's probably done more penile augmentations, more penile injections than, than anybody, uh, in the world, I would say, um, he, he loves PMMA. Um, so PMMA polymethyl metacrylate, mm-hmm. it's, um, acrylic plexiglass, basically. There's a compound. that's exactly the same as, as, as acrylic plexiglass, but it's mm. made in a, um, in a pharmaceutical laboratory. It's sterile. It's made to, um, very, very precise and, and, and accurate, um, Uh, dimensions and and sterility. Um, It's just not available here in Australia. Mm. Uh, We have had permanent uh, stimulatory fillers here before, Um, but the TGA, our drug regulatory body, is in the end sort of clamped down on them and and banned them because the the complications that they were getting were were too high and and too frequent and and too significant.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah.
1: But it would appear that it's now um, they've solved a lot of those sort of problems. Um, uh, The the Tijuana uh, Clinic has done a lot of it for for many years and they're clearly just not getting the the big problems. Um, And certainly on on fellow boards where they talk about it a a lot, there's a lot of patients who have been there, had had it done. Um, if they were getting significant problems from it, I think we would have heard about it. Mm. Now, there are other places in the world that you can get um, PMMA injected uh, in, and that could be Korea um, and Poland and, and various other places. And with other doctors who clearly just don't have the, the experience and, and, and the skill that Dr. C has. Um, and yeah, I've seen some very worrying um, results from that. And the problem is that they're permanent. Um, mm. have, you, have you seen any PMMA patients um, yourself? I have, I yourself? have.
0: I have yeah, yeah. yeah. I have seen a few and, and some really good results, actually. Um, Symmetry is great. The feeling of it is great. A little bit harder in certain areas, similar to our collagen-stimulating uh, option here in Australia. Yeah. Um, but, but the guys have been really happy. Um, were they done in uh, Mexico? Yes. Yes, yeah. they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I may have been seeing them here. Uh, they were coming uh, for, for the glands, just some glands augmentation um, with, yeah. with some of the HHL yeah. filler, but the, the result, I was quite impressed with the results. Um, and, um, yeah, there the certainly, it certainly works. Uh, what I believe is there's different concentrations available of PMA, uh, yes, yeah. and you, you know, depending on the concentration you have, it depends how much augmentation you get and how long it lasts and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. um, and it I it comes think in a 10, experience.
1: 20 and a 30, um, percent. Yes. Um, uh, so that means ten percent of the volume that they're in- injecting in is the these microspheres of the PMMA, mm. um, and that has less stimulatory effect than the twenty percent, and then that's not mm. less than the thirty percent. Um, there's perhaps a slight trade-off in um, in safety uh, that you know, you're getting such a strong stimulation with a 30 percent that you've got a slightly increased risk of getting some nodules or, or harder sort of areas so it's it's easier to use the um the, the lower um percentages yep um and so 20 percent seems to be a really common sort of um uh, percentage to use although every guy wants the 30 percent and get the maximum uh, uh augmentation of the penis uh that they can get in in the, in the shortest amount of time with the, the least amount of um, volume Yes. Yeah, I've seen one guy f- who had it done in Korea. Um, unfortunately, his penis looked a bit like um, a condom f- filled with peanuts or something. You know, it oh was no! Lumps and bumps and stuff all over.
0: No, that's not um, ideal. But that
1: wasn't so great. And you know, we tried various things. You know, I tried injecting steroid into the to the nodules, but then you have got to remember that inside that nodule, as well as being the scar tissue is all these little balls of plastic. And so, um, you know, we, we, we've got some improvement. Uh, and then in the end, I did inject some filler around it and between the nodules to, to cover it. But it, it's, it's a worry when there's a permanent filler in there, if you don't have that perfect result, then you've got a permanent imperfect result. And if it's a little bit imperfect, maybe mm. that's not a problem. But if it's a lot imperfect, if it looks terrible, then you're talking serious surgery to, to get that out.
0: That's right. And I think that's the important thing to understand is that at the end of the day, if there's something permanent in there that's not dissolving anytime soon, uh, it is a surgical procedure to remove that. Uh, and you're talking about cutting the penis open. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, uh, and so there, there are then some other permanent things that have been injected into the penis. Um, silicon um, uh, is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just for everybody, don't let anybody inject silicon uh, into your penis. That's it's not a good idea. People have gotten away with it over short periods of time. Uh, it was used in, in the face back in the you know, 50s and 60s. And sure, there are some people who are really good at it and what they call micro droplet technique, putting tiny, tiny sort of uh, drops spread out. But the problem is when it goes wrong, and it could be a decade later, 20 years later, it, it's just a, a nightmare. Um, I've never had to cut silicon out of a penis, but I've cut it out of the face a number of times. Um, and it's just, it's woven into the tissues. You've got scar tissue around it. The skin over the top is abnormal. You have to excise the skin as well. Um,
0: silicone and, and the penis, just a just a no go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good advice. Yeah, but obviously there's also been in in, in Australia as well the fat grafting around the penis yep. as well. Yeah. So um,
1: I haven't seen as as much of that. It certainly sounds um, a, a little bit more plausible, and it can actually be done as what we call a pedicled graft now. So they used to take the the strip of skin and fat from uh, the the crease underneath your your butt, so what they call the um, infragluteal crease, and you can take a slice of skin out there. You end up with a a, a scar underneath your butt crease, um your your, your your buttocks, not in the middle on sides, and um, you just where your butt cheeks hang, it sort of hides it you don't, don't really see it. And that's why they chose that sort of spot. Um, but then it's a free graft. So you're taking it, it's totally detached from your body. They shave it down relatively thin and stitch it on you. So you've got to peel the whole skin of the penis off. So they make a, a, an incision around the glands. They peel the skin right down to the base, put these strips of dermal fat on, stitch it onto the penis and then pull the skin up and close it around. Mm. Sometimes worked quite well. Um, but they can get fibrosis and scarring and tightening and they could get um, loss of length doing that. And Mm. then some guys would get a bit firm um, and fibrotic in there. Uh, So I I think that the current technique is more um, using the the skin and the fat from the abdomen, swinging it down and having as a pedicle. So it's still got its blood supply. So Mm. you've got less chance of the fat sort of dying and having hopefully less of the scarring sort of issues.
0: But it sounds like uh, uh, obviously a lot more invasive procedure with a lot more downtime. Oh yeah, I said that was one of the main things when we were
1: developing Calibre. You know, I want something that's walk in, walk out, painless. Nobody needs to, to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're back up in action in your short time, in, in, a, in a week, as in like back to having sex. Um, yeah, those were the sort of the things that when we were developing a procedure were really important. Because sure, there was options of surgery with big downtime, big risk, big scars. And maybe we'll talk about that in, in, in our, in our next, um, next video about what the options are for length and surgery and those sorts of things. But yeah, the whole idea was um, cosmetic medicine had moved into that um, minimally invasive um, uh, sort of realm and we were doing so much with uh, in- injectable fillers mm. uh, mainly for women and we wanted to see if we could develop that for men and that's where the caliber procedure came from
0: beautiful i like it's a big round circle we've come back to caliber and our procedure but i think it's a great place to maybe end this episode um, great talking to you uh, dr gav yeah, as always, we could talk for hours about these topics, but we probably have to stop. Um, but thanks for joining us and thanks for having me, Dr. Jace. Um, don't forget, guys, confidence changes everything. Um, and it's been uh, the Dick Doctors here. I'm Dr. Gav, and I had Dr. Jace notes with me today. Uh, and it was great chatting to everyone. And um, we we'll hope to speak to you soon. Great. Bye, everybody.